Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hi, I'm Rebecca Lowe, host of NBC's coverage of the Premier League. Welcome along to the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast, where you can get the latest can't-miss content from NBC's coverage of one of the best leagues in the world. Plus, be sure to tune in on weekends at 7 a.m. Eastern for Premier League mornings on NBCSN. But for now, we hope you enjoy the latest edition of the Premier League on NBC podcast. Kyle, we spoke before the game about Daniel Farker's decisions mm. to leave Pukki and Cantwell on the bench. The result tells the story that he got that decision wrong, would you agree? Well, the, yes. The tough part is, even when he has started them, you know, they've, they've really struggled. But the fact of the matter is, and we said it before the game, Robbie, if you have any chance of staying up, and this game was a must-win, and to leave your most productive players on the bench is kind of unthinkable. So, so you have to say you got this wrong. So why? Can we think of a reason why? I mean, do you believe that it's for rest and rotation? They no, only have five I don't believe it's left. rest and rotation. So back why? I think there's more to it than that. I don't know whether it's personality, whether something's happened behind the scenes we don't know, whether Campbell's maybe thinks got a little bit ahead of himself. He had an attack today, Rebecca, Daniel Forker, that had no shortness. He had a midfield player, Josip Dermic, playing in the attacking role instead of, of, of Tamer Puki. And we'll see a couple of opportunities here. Dermic, we're going to highlight him. Midfield player, not making the run towards the goal to the, to the near post, where a chance might come. Ball's coming in from wide. Where's your centre forward? He's a midfield player. He's playing in the number 10 role, which is where he naturally plays. And the problem is, with uh, you get Tamer Puki, you get him on the pitch, when Norwich look a little bit li lively, you don't know what mentality he's in. Now, let me just give you one little, little, little thought about centre-forwards. They're different. They're game-changers. They win your matches. You treat them different. Danny Ings at Southampton is a great example. He's the main guy. Treat him like the main guy. How does Tamer Puki feel? He got taken off at, at half-time against Arsenal. He's given 20 minutes here today, and I'm the top scorer in, in the football club. This is live pictures right now at Carrow Road. Todd Cantwell, Kyle, is still out there. Mm. Now, of course, he's a local boy. He's been at this club all his career. There are other players out there as well. But that picture there is of resignation mm. and frustration. Yeah, they know. They know the reality. And they're creeping ever closer to the mathematical uh, reality that they're not going to be in the Premier League next season. And so, you know, what, what's difficult for Cantwell is, is let's speculate for a second, Robbie, and say that, that he, he did do something or there was some mm. sort of attitude mm. That, mm. that Farka didn't like. It's kind of like Eddie Howe with Ryan Fraser. It, now's not the time to, to prove a point to a player. That's not going to get across to a group that are doing everything they can to survive. You have to have your best players on the I don't team. say this lightly, Rebecca, mm -hmm. and I don't say this, this often. I don't think Daniel Falk has managed his football club properly today. Well, it's interesting why they're not in the dressing room. Because they're it? not in the dressing room, because they're not happy about what happened. They might not be happy that Campbell and Pukki didn't start. That, that's more than losing this game. That's more than five games to go, still outside chance of what they call the miracle. This is a group of players publicly, very publicly, showing they're unhappy with, with what went on. And Daniel Falk might have some hard questions to, to, to answer after this.
These certainly are very unusual scenes. Of yeah. course, there are no fans mm -hmm. at the stadium, but to see players not go back into the that, dressing that, room, but to remain there... It's almost a stand as if... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not with this guy. Oh, this guy's made that decision. I'm, I'm letting people know that, that we're not happy with it. But, but also, it says to me, and we've seen this body language from Farka this whole time, it says to me that they don't expect the big manager mm. kind of blow up. That, that, that's not part of the locker room environment, that they can't afford to miss that moment where Farka says, mm. and, and, and kind of, you know, the hairdryer moment. You know, these are players that, that look like, mm. yeah, they've just can, disconnected from can you imagine being his a, mission. Can you imagine being a Norwich fan right now and seeing this? Mm. What, what hope have you got that, that this team is even going to think about giving themselves a chance of getting out of trouble? The body language tells you everything. Mm. Todd Cantwell is a target for other clubs. He, of course, will know that. Brought off against Arsenal in the second half. Didn't start this game. Second most impactful player of the season. And he's still sitting out there on the pitch. This isn't the last game of the season. This no. isn't they've been relegated. They are seven points from safety. It's not all gone. You know, it's... What's interesting, too, is this is what happens in the locker room. I mean, we're seeing typically what happens in the locker room. Look that, at this. That's a guy talking to himself about the problems. You're right. This is, this is like putting a mirror up in the dressing mm. room, but just outside. Yeah, we're seeing what And they what probably think the cameras have, have, have long gone. But as you say, the Norwich fans watching this will feel... Oh, the Concerned, club have, the, I think. The, the players have given up. Yeah. Right there, right there, the players have given up. They, they don't believe in what's at stake. And we'll see what happens over the next five games. We'll see what comes out of, of press conferences and conferences and if we hear from the players. But, but those are worrying signs for, for, for any Norwich fan. Manchester United 5, Bournemouth 2 was the scoreline at Old Trafford. And Junior Stanislas really doing a number here on Harry Maguire. This is a defender's nightmare to have someone just do that right between his legs. And at that point, he can't reach out and grab him, which every defender wants to do to save themselves embarrassment and to, hey, I can't come up with a save near post. Just before the half-hour mark, Mason Greenwood with a lovely goal. And a lovely pass from Bruno here to set him up. Just collects it in the same stride, puts his laces through it. But just watch how he sets this up. Yeah, he's staying far post, not getting drawn to the ball, but makes this run, which is to set up Smith, and Bruno reads it. To set up Smith so he bites centrally, and that gives him enough room to open himself up with a solid first touch. He knows he's going to have an opportunity. He takes it really well. Adam Smith then commits a handball. And, and this one, you feel for him a bit because he's expecting his teammate ahead of him to make the play on this. And right when it makes it through, it's going to fall to Matic. And he just awkwardly dangles his arm. It's the right call for the penalty. And this was really interesting. Bruno's been the one taking penalties for Manchester United. Rashford, you would say, in need of a goal to get his confidence going. He's been playing well, but obviously loves to see the back of the net ripple. And so Bruno says, go ahead. And that was 2-1 on 35. And then just before the break, maybe the goal of the day? Yeah, Martial is just in... Wonderful form. Every time he's around the box, you expect a goal, and, and that is a sweet strike. Just kissing the crossbar on its way to the far post. Into the second half, they took the right off the ball very slightly. Robbie and Bournemouth got another chance. Yeah, Bailly was on in the second half substitute. Gets a bad ball from Matic. Two questions was inside the box. VAR said yes. Did it hit the arm or the shoulder? Mike Dean and VAR said it hit the arm. He points to the penalty spot, and Josh King. A former Manchester United Academy player finds a back in net and gives Bournemouth some hope. But 
We didn't think about Mason Greenwood coming up with this moment. The hardest thing in football to do is find the back of the net. This guy makes it look easy, whether it's his left foot with power or right foot this time. Fires it past the goalkeeper, finds the back of the net. He's a real talent, going to be a special, special player. And the player right now who's on top of his game, Bruno Fernandes, the lovely free kick that beats the goalkeeper in a five-star show. Five goals for Manchester United, another great win. And another poor, poor day for Bournemouth, whose run-in really does not look fun. Tottenham, Leicester, Manchester City, and then they finish with Southampton. And they get to go to Goodison Park on Championship Sunday to take on Everton. How's Eddie Howe feeling? It's a different experience, isn't it, for everybody? Because it was 16th, 9th, 12th, 14th in recent seasons. It's a test of a different kind now. It's about nerve and bottle and just grinding it out sometimes. Yeah, I think since lockdown, it's been a, a huge disappointment because we thought we would come back with a stronger squad, um, less injuries, um, and hopefully that would make the difference for us. But it's gone the other way. We found it really difficult to, to play with any kind of rhythm and fight that we would normally show. So we found that difficult, and this period is a real test of us. Leicester City looking for a victory against Crystal Palace. They got it, and they got it pretty easily second half. Yeah, nil-nil in the first half, and this was the important goal for me. Kalechi Iheanacho does what good centre-forwards do. He finds his way into that six-yard box and just gets there ahead of the goalkeeper to put Leicester up. And then Jamie Vardy has been stuck on 99 goals for some time, career Premier League goals for some time. Well, he gets his 100th courtesy of a slip by Sacco and Harvey Barnes lays it on a plate to him and then having got one, Vardy gets put in by Barnes again and he's going to make his 21st goal of this season this gets him two ahead in the race for the golden boot, good day for Leicester, good day for Vardy and he gets a trophy as well for scoring his 100th Premier League goal, just the 29th player in the history of the Premier League to join that exclusive club. And Ben Chilwell afterwards saying, not bad for someone working in a factory at the age of 24. It's a joy playing with you. Many more to come. Let's hear it from Jamie Vardy. Well, Jamie, uh, the latest member to join the Premier League 100 club. Just sum up how are you feeling? No, I'm obviously over the moon. But first and foremost, it was... It's about getting a win today. We've not been playing as best the past few weeks, so we're getting back to basics, what we know we're good at, and putting it into a performance on the pitch. What did click for you today? Obviously, your goals aside, as a team, what did you feel was clicking? We feel like, especially when we played Chelsea in the Cup, we, we had a good first half and then a bit sloppy second half, and then when we played Everton midweek, it was the opposite way around, so we just wanted to try and combine them both so we could put a full 90 minutes in it but what we want to do in, in us controlling the game, and I thought we've done that today. Robbie L, mm. Arsenal, we have sat here on many an occasion and yep. criticised, not me, mm. but you. Um, <laughs> OK. <laughs> how do you feel today after that? That was a test, Rebecca, away at Molyneux. Uh, it's a serious test, uh, and words, and I'll steal a couple of words from Robbie Musto. They were robust today, Arsenal. They were durable. There was no individual errors. You know where we see something that we go, oh, we've made another mistake. Somebody's fell over. Somebody's not marked. We saw none of that. Two goals, clean sheet, a happy manager and a happy trip back down to London. How then for you are they getting the changes made to Arsenal, Mikel Arteta and his staff? Well, what I saw with the group, I mean, listen, he's made some big decisions to leave some players out of the team and uh, is mincing no words, talking about the commitment, talking about the commitment during training during the week, being the reason that some players aren't in the side. What I saw in the second half, and we mentioned it at halftime, be worried about this Wolves team. They're excellent at coming back. They didn't allow them back into the game. There was a remarkable commitment to their defensive strategy, 
closing the ball down, closing passing lanes, going with runners, and then counterattacking and looking dangerous. I mean, it was a complete Arsenal performance. And, and there are only three points behind Wolves now, Rebecca, with, with you know, decent games to play. And you just get the sense there's a bit of momentum coming with, with Mikel Arteta, the signing of Sacco. Mm -hmm. You know, one or two players just hitting a bit of form, Aubameyang getting some goals. It just feels as though things are coming together at the right time. Now it's about them. the time they needed Aubameyang signs a contract in such a news. Yeah, that would be the icing on the cake right now. And don't forget, they're also still in the FA Cup semi-finals as well. Well, you mentioned the young goal scorer who scored that first goal, Bukayo Saka, who earlier in the week had signed a new deal, tweeting, London's my home, Arsenal's my team. I'm so happy to finally announce my contract extension. Love playing for this club. Looking forward to what the future holds. The hard work continues so I can continue living my dream. Let's hear from Bukayo Saka. Bukayo, congratulations. Just how big a result does this feel like it is for Arsenal today? Yes, it's very big. You know, We know how, how good Wolves are. We knew how tough it was going to be out here and we fought for every ball, we fought for every duel and we're just so delighted to get the win and it's our fourth win in a row so we're delighted and we just want to continue building some momentum. You know? Well it's not been a bad week for you has it on a personal level, a new contract and your first Premier League goal? Yeah, not at all. I think it's been a week that I'll remember for my whole life, you know. It's been a great week, not just for me, but for the Arsenal fans, you know, where we're building, you can see what the, the manager's building and we're just really delighted with the results we're getting and that I can tie down my future here. So it's been a great week. Well, well done on the goal. Tell us a little bit about the finish, if you would, because it was a great finish. It looked like you almost guided the volley in. Yeah, I could. I know KT, you know, I know where, where he likes to cross it, you know, when there's space, he crosses behind and so on and so forth. But, you know, I, I anticipated that the ball was going to come towards the edge of the box, so I made sure I was there. And when I, when I got the ball, you know, I knew that it's the far post that the, the gaps were going to be, so I just tried to guide it there. And luckily, it was a good finish and it went in, so, yeah. Chelsea against Watford, 19 minutes on the clock. Pulisic plays Giroud in, Kyle. Well, a lively day for Christian Pulisic. Looked dangerous every time he was on the ball, setting up chances. Giroud just doesn't catch this one as sweetly as he wants. You'll get a look here. Just doesn't put his shoelaces through it. It does hop it up, but it's a good save from Ben Foster. But he makes the breakthrough uh, nine minutes later. He does, and, and recycles a run. First run to the near post. Ball's not there. Just tries to tiptoe into the blind spot of the defenders and just... Watch after he sets himself, perfect run, and that's a wonderful finish as Barkley puts the ball right in front of him. And just watch as he sits the defender down and hesitates for a moment so he can find that far post. That was 1-0 on 28. Christian Pulisic causing Watford all sorts of problems. And Kapu basically just runs him over. <laughs> it's, it's incredible skill and pace and balance from Pulisic to stop it on a dime and bring it back. There's so many Watford players there. It's not a threat until Kapu... Barrels him over, and this is a really nice penalty from William. So that was 2 at the break, and Ross Barkley made it 3, Robbie. Yeah, it was my man in the match, Rebecca, assist for Giroud, and then he gets himself a goal. Let's remember he scored an important goal in the FA Cup at the weekend. Here's his confidence to take a touch, shift it on his left foot and smash it past the goalkeeper. So it have a real influence on this first team at Chelsea, and that's a good day for Frank Lampard and his team, who were so disappointed at that defeat against West Ham last time out. Watford still hovering above the drop zone, but for Chelsea, it's a result that puts them back into those Champions League places in fourth spot with five to go. Those five games are Palace, Sheffield United, Norwich, Liverpool away, and then they finish at home with Wolves on Championship Sunday. Here is Christian Pulisic. Christian, well done. Does that feel like an even bigger win because of the results earlier in the day? You'd seen Man United win, you'd seen Leicester win as well. 
Yeah, we needed that one today for sure. We came out with a lot of energy. I'm really proud of the guys. We knew we needed a big result, especially after last game, dropping some points. And uh, yeah, happy we could get that done. Was that a response type performance, would you say? I think so. I think, uh, yeah, there was a little extra bit of energy because of that loss. So I think we wanted to come out and really prove a point today. I think we did that. No doubt about the penalty, was there? <laughs> yeah, I thought I got fouled again on the second one in the second half, but. <laughs> were you, so were you half expecting that to get overturned? Because it did go to the AR. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to. I wasn't quite sure, but yeah, it is what it is. Tell us about your form and influence then since football's restarted because you've been a, a big player, a big influence on every Chelsea game in the Premier League. Yeah, I feel really confident um, in my game right now. Happy I can be on the field just helping my team. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to continue and uh, keep my confidence high. I mean, it's big boots to fill, but are you aware of the increasing number of comparisons by Chelsea fans, you and Eden Hazard? You do look very similar as you play. Uh, obviously, he was an incredible player uh, for Chelsea, and uh, he's a world-class player, so I'm not trying to compare myself to him just yet. I'm just trying to you know, be my own player, and uh, yeah, hopefully the fans like, like that guy. So, how, uh, how tight do you see this being, Christian, in terms of the Champions League fight? Yeah, it's going to be close. It's going to come down to the end. Uh, we're going to need to continue to, to get results, you know, one after the other. So, uh, yeah, we're excited, but, you know, we're confident we can do it. And lastly, happy Independence Day. What would you be doing? What should you be doing? Uh, you know, if I was home in the U.S., I'd just be, you know, having a barbecue with my family and just enjoying, enjoying Independence Day. Well, you're in the rain in London instead, but well played. Yeah, just as good. Thank <laughs> you. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/activecash. So, Robbie Musto, if we look at the relegation picture um, and we know that three go down and if we say that Norwich have all but gone, yeah. but not mathematically, mm -hmm. do you think West Ham are safe, four points clear? I think when you look at the, the, the fight down there, West Ham have had a big win and Brighton have had a big win. The others are looking for their first big win from, from the return. And the confidence, of course, dwindles with every single match. It's difficult. I mean, right now, Aston Villa, for me, still with Bournemouth, would be favourites to go down. It's very, very tight down there. It's just which team can find the strength to get that huge win because not just the three points but everything else on the back of that will, will increase their kind of confidence for the end of the season. And when you look at the performances from those teams yeah. down there so yeah. far, I'm looking at Watford who are a point clear but Watford have not shown us really anything since Project Restart, no. have they? And that, that would be a worry if I was a Watford fan. Project Restart's been a non-start and, and they had this sort of new manager bump when Nigel Pearson went into the football club Rebecca but I think it's only one win in 12 now in all competitions. That's gone away. Troy Deeney's goals have dried up so they're not, they're not really 
really clear. And it's going to come down to the head-to-heads, the games they play against each other. That's going to be key. I look at Bournemouth at the moment, really short of confidence. Conceded nine goals in the last two games. They do have Callum Wilson back. And Aston Villa, as we saw today, can play decent football, but they've got nobody to score goals. Which, if you look at... Villa, Watford and West Ham, out of those three, which would it be most damaging for club-wise if they got relegated, do you think, Robbie? Wow, um, I'd say West Ham United. I know Villa have spent a lot of money as well, but West Ham United have spent a lot of money, brought in a lot of new players. A lot of those players will feel that they're better than the Championship, the league below, and will want to get a move away. That could be messy, as could Aston Villa. We mustn't forget, Robbie, that when you get relegated, yeah. you know, these players are on fifty, sixty thousand dollars yeah. a week. There's a huge overhaul when this happens, and in the current climate, it's even worse isn't it to be relegated a club like West Ham United Rebecca have got no sort of certainty of coming up a lot of players would lead and we've we've seen teams like Sunderland like Stoke City like Hull who go down to, to the championship and it might be a long time before they come back up yeah it's a scary thought for a couple of those teams down there let's remind ourselves Robbie L then mm. of a little bit of uh Drama, bit of handbags, as we call it, between Kyung Min Son and Hugo Lewis. Because let's be frank, the game didn't offer a huge bunch no. else, did it? So, look, here's an interesting pull-out, something you don't see often. So, Son's trying to track the ball. Here is the occasion where he doesn't react well to not going for ball and winning it. And because of that, we'll go over this again. See how he's working hard to stop Tom Davis. Then when the ball is played here, and there's a sense that the goalkeeper thinks he could go over <clears throat> You'd go over his head. Now, the contrast between Harry Kane, who's running back and trying to get goal side, and Youngman's son is there to see. And it's at this point that Hugo Lloris, the captain, is not happy. And we believe it was son's reaction to maybe not tracking back, to not going for the original ball. You can see there's a confrontation starting between the two, a bit of pointing and shouting. And the referee's actually telling Hugo Lloris to take the goal kick that has to be played. This happened then at half-time. Pushing and shoving and teammates have to get between and get the players into the tunnel. We hear that this continued through to the tunnel. But the start of the second half, you get a hug, you get a move on. We've got 45 minutes to do. And at the end of the game, you get picked up. And as always the case in football dressing rooms, Rebecca, things move on very quickly. Well, that's interesting because I get the feeling, Robbie Musto, that as soon as we hear from either Hyungmin Son, Hugo Lloris or Jose Mourinho, already this will be have forgotten. Mm. We just like to make a big deal of it. Yeah, why not? I mean, I, yeah, I, I think it's tough to, to really figure out what the... the um, reason. Yeah, the reason why Lloris is so upset. But look at those pictures again. I don't think Hyunmin Sun does a lot wrong. Mm. The ball's a little bit high for him, and it's tough to, to track back. But anyway, So it's might, all, might it just yeah. be a, a level of frustration yeah. caused by the fact that Spurs are just not Correct. playing at their best? Correct. And the meeting they had after the last game, and they're all fired up, they want to be better defensively. That's where I think it's coming from the captain, is, is mm. trying to put the finger at Hyunmin Sun a little bit. Do you know what, oh, Bex? In yeah. terms of football, I very rarely miss football. I miss that half-time. I miss that way. Blood pumping, drama. There's a bit going on, then you've got to go out second half and get the job yeah. done. That's when you really know you're, you're in amongst the game. And, and, and as you see it there, that happens regularly, Rob, doesn't it? And mm. In a dressing room, people walk in pointing. Mm. It's just that we don't see it. No, we on don't a pitch. see it. You and, guys know all yeah. about it, but for us, that is uh -huh. just television gold right there. Yeah. Um, but the flip side, from the positive side of things, they got yeah. the win. Yeah. Were they better today, Spurs? There was more concentration on keeping it tight. They got the clean sheet. I think what you've got to do with Jose, to, to appreciate him, is enjoy the points more than you're going you're gonna to enjoy the, the performance. The performance wasn't great. They did enough, got the goal, but you take the three points and move on. Hugo Lloris was not a happy man at the break today, angry with Young Min Son for some reason. They then had a little hug at the break.
and a big one at full time. So what was it all about? Here's the captain. You got very cross just as half time as the whistle was blown. What happened? Well, it just belonged to to the changing room. I mean, uh, outside you you can uh, say whatever you want. Uh, there is a lot of respect uh, between uh, all the players into the changing room. What happened between me and Sony is just uh, something uh, that is part of football sometimes. And uh, but there is no problem at all. I mean, uh, you can see at the end of the game we are more than happy uh, to be part of the team and to have the district points. Yeah. Was it that Richarlison chance? You just you weren't happy with him tracking back or something? Yeah, uh, I think to consider chance a uh, few seconds before the half time because uh, we don't make the, the pressing properly. Uh, yeah, that's annoying me, but it's part of football. No, no problem. Move on. That personal investment, though, that desire, do you think you were maybe more worked up tonight, more intense than you are normally? I don't know. I mean, uh, as I said before, uh, we are in a situation uh, we need to fight against. Uh, we are not happy to be at this position, but the most important today is to stay focused uh, into the team uh, and, uh, and make everything to finish as high as we can. Uh, I repeat, uh, we can only do it as a team. Uh, when you play a season like this one, it's very easy to fall apart as a team, uh, to think about his interest. Uh, but uh, today we show that we are still together and, uh, and ready to compete and ready to fight until the end. Do you think it, it can still be a, a good, a half-decent season for the team, Hugo? Listen, uh, we will see. Uh, there is uh, five, five games to go. Uh, Let's finish the season uh, in a good way uh, and, um, and we will make the, the analysis of the season later. Here is Jose Mourinho. Jose, you wanted more in terms of result. You certainly got it. Performance as well? It's not an artistic performance, but when uh, you need so much points like we need, when uh, the previous match was really bad and uh, and left us with negative feelings and negative feelings also attract a little bit of, of pressure. I think it was a very solid performance against a very good team. Um, I think the way we controlled the game defensively was magnificent. Uh, Hugo didn't have uh, great saves. Um, Richardson and uh, Calvert Lewin are one of the best couple of strikers in in um, in England, we control them very, very well. If somebody had more chances to score, not many, but if somebody had a couple more chances to score, was was us. So I think we deserve we deserve the points. The points are very important because, in relation to Everton, uh, we we open the gap and uh, we we go to positions that we we still can think that we can do something in relation to European competitions. Was it the performance of a team trying to rediscover its confidence? You know, we, we were speaking a lot about our um, attitude. Um, the way we played against Sheffield, probably somebody in front of the screen, if doesn't know that we are fighting for European positions, probably that person would think that we are a, a mid-table team, happy to be a mid-table team without any kind of ambition. 
and uh, we spoke a lot about about that and um, I think the team wanted to show it um, not to concede goals is of course consequence of, of that the, the humble spirit of uh, of everyone uh, fighting for that of course we tried to score more goals and of course we had a couple of occasions with Sony uh, in the middle of the second half that could kill the uh, the game but when we felt that was the moment to uh, to work everybody was was ready for that and I think is is very very impo important points in terms of showing fight and desire at half time when Hugo Lloris confronts Hyung Min Son like he does is that a good thing for you or, or a That's bad thing? beautiful. Why? Uh, probably is is consequence of of um, of our meetings. Uh, probably, if you want to blame somebody for that, is is me, uh, because. I was critical of my my boys because they are not, in in my opinion, enough critic with themselves, with each other. Um, I ask them to be more demanding. I ask them to demand more from others. I ask them to put the colleagues under that pressure of that team spirit that you have to give everything for everybody. And was a situation in the end of. Uh, of the first half where an amazing kid that everybody loves like like Sony a team boy but in that uh, situation uh, the captain thought last minute of the first half you have to do more for the team you have to to give us a, a different effort than you gave a couple of uh, of bad words i don't even know if there was any push or, or no but i think is something very important for the team to grow up because as a team to grow up you need to demand from each other you need to be to be strong personalities and i'm i was really pleased so at half time i told him when uh, you had this uh, this reaction so i have no doubts i have no doubts that in in the second half you are going to stick together until the end what does it tell you then an incident like that about your dressing room it tells me that they care it tells me that they were really upset frustrated and probably blaming each other um, with the, the, the less performance and the last uh, uh, the last results, um, I could be very I could be very I could be very let's say protective of of my team and my players and put all the blames in in Michael Oliver. Um, lots of people did it and right right so to do that. But I, inside my, my doors, I was in another direction. I was in the direction of forget Michael Oliver and focus on, on, on our performance, focus on what we did. So today we knew, I knew, I told that I couldn't say 100%, but yesterday when I spoke with, with you and your colleagues in the press conference, I, I, I could almost anticipate and saying win, I don't know, but for sure, for sure, to have a different uh, attitude that that is going to happen for sure because I know the nature of the boys the boys are good are good guys and that little discussion at tough time for me is is a very positive thing so last question that's interesting a much happier Robbie Musto <laughs> a much happier Jose Mourinho he actually liked the confrontation yeah that, that's that interview is just very interesting and it's very Jose Mourinho and the game was very Jose he doesn't care what style Spurs play with he cares that they keep a lively front two strikers very very quiet they're little opportunities he likes players 
having a go at each other. That's what he wants to bring to this football club. So that today was a pretty perfect night for Jose. Yeah, of course he wants to say that we scored more goals, but that's what he wants. That's what he expected, Rob. Expected mm. more one nils, not great to watch, but with tight defensively. His face lit up about controlling the game defensively and that my team are demanding of each other's. That's the success he had with the Chelsea. That was at the root of what Chelsea did well, and it's what he's going to have to bring to Spurs if they're going to be successful too. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.